Welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, and welcome back to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. And I'm really excited to be joined today by Kimberly Smith, who is a resilience and life transition coach. And what Kimberly does is help people build long-term resilience mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and not live life disconnected from ourselves and what we want, but really focused on those things as we transition. So Kimberly, welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, I love to get started, you know, just learning a little bit more about you and how you got into doing what it is you do. And then we're going to go from there, but sure. just talk a little about you. Sounds great. Yeah. You know, my, my background um, professionally, Alex, is just that I used to be in recruiting and staffing. So I spent 10 years in corporate talent acquisition and recruiting and staffing for various industries. Started on the oil and gas side, uh, then moved into like chemicals, engineering, and hospitality. So you name it, I've done it in the recruiting sector. Um, So I've always been guiding people and helping them transition within their careers. But, you know, I came to a point in my career where I was really just hungry for more um, and I didn't know how to pivot. You know, I was trying to look at what I love to do and I actually heard about life coaching on a podcast Uh, and that kind of got me thinking and I was like, huh, I was like, all right, like, let me learn more about this. Right. And researched it more. I was able to identify a program that I loved and I actually sat on it for at least a year and a half, almost two years. And it was one of those things that just like would not go away. It just kept tugging at me to give it, you know, time and attention. And, you know, it felt like I was being literally called to do it. And yeah, I just pulled the trigger and and, and dove in head first. So, you know, as far as resiliency goes, I, I chose this area because you know, I myself went through a really, really rough patch when I was working in corporate America, when I was, you know, newly married, you know, bought our first house, became a mother, like all of these intense life changes and transitions really came at me full force. And, you know, for somebody who considered herself to be pretty well put together and organized, it shook me, you know, and I found myself in this place of being disorganized, overwhelmed by my to-do lists. I was procrastinating endlessly on everything and I was burnt out. I was emotionally burnt out, mentally burnt out, and I just really wasn't satisfied with where I had landed in life um, and really not knowing where to start in terms of getting some of that strength back, some of that courage back to really go after what I wanted. Um, and so I see a lot of people that are in the same predicament, right? You know, they've worked so hard. They've followed the roadmap to quote unquote success and happiness and kind of our love this empty feeling like, well, what now? What next? 
Absolutely. I can relate. And I know so many of our listeners can, you know, my little of my backstory was I built this huge seven figure chiropractic wellness clinic and office that I bought and remodeled this building. And it was like, you know, in five years, we, we doubled in business revenue every year. And like, it was awesome, major growth, but I hit the pinnacle of that buying this building. And I just walked upstairs one day and I was like, this is not what I imagined or what I want or the dream and like, oh crap, now what? (laughs) So, you know, I think this is a really timely conversation just given, you know, what the last year and a half has been for a lot of people. There's been a lot of transition, whether it's career-wise, health-wise, like maybe being home stuck in front of Zoom all the time is has given you insight into like, I want to do more of this. I don't want to do more of this. So I'd love to, you know, dig into that conversation where we really deal with like finding our courage to really make a big significant change and like take that next step in terms of what life's going to look like because it can be scary and it can be daunting so scary so daunting to step outside our comfort zone you know and that's what we work towards we we build up this comfortable life right and what we think is really going to bring us all the joy that we've been seeking and then yeah like you said you know we kind of look around and we're like wait a second this is not the dream this is not what i envisioned um And yeah, over the last year, I think everybody has kind of had a reckoning of some sort, (laughs) having to reckon with their careers or their health or their family and just the isolation. And, you know, what do you do with all this time now? Um, You know, you have all of this time, but still there's never enough time, right? Like there's all of these weird feelings attached to where we are in, in this time and space right now. So yeah, resiliency is a factor. And resiliency to me is, I think, the ability to be courageous time and time again, right? You know, courage is strength in the face of pain or grief. And resiliency is the ability to use courage as a tool over and over and over again. It's like constant courage in your life, right? Constantly, you know, moving through the fear, moving through the anxiety that we might feel about new situations or a transition or a change in our life or our family. Um, So yeah, I mean, courage and resiliency absolutely go together, but if you can move through the pain and really use courage as a tool, then there's the, all these amazing gifts on the other side for sure. That's huge. And I think it's like, if you'll go here with me, I, I love this concept of, you know, so many, and I was talking about this on another episode recently, so many of us, we can get this victim mentality. So, and especially when circumstances aren't ideal, like COVID or, you know, whatever it is. And I, you know, so many of the women I work with who listen to the show, I know have been through big stuff, like mm. losing members or just, you know, really feeling depressed and isolated, not having friendships, not having outlets and resources they normally do. And what I love about what you said is, you know, courage, using it as a tool. So not you know, not being in that victim mentality, but tapping into resilience and courage and, you know, the stuff we're talking about as a tool in your toolbox to help you get through whatever the, the crap is that life. Yeah. Is, right. And like, I've talked <laughs> yeah. about my own crap on the show and I'm sure, you know, we all have our own story, but like we, we, what helps us really grow and, and be healthy and well and going through these transitions is tapping into these tools that we're talking about. So for those who are listening to this and like, I'm totally in that victim place, you know, how do I start? Where, where should they start? Like starting to cultivate this resilience? Yeah. You know, I think that 
you know, it's easy to fall into that victim mentality, right? When we're just, we feel like we're constantly being knocked down. We're being bombarded by all of these things that want our time and attention. And, you know, where do we go from there? Right. We, we do, it's, it's very defeating. And so we, we want to, we want to kind of cry about it. Right? Like we want to feel sorry. <laughs> and maybe like we need to make space to feel the emotions. Yeah. Well, that absolutely <laughs> for yeah. sure. And I'm, I'm a huge advocate for like crying your eyes out and feeling the feelings and letting them move through you versus, you know, stuffing them down into, you know, a suitcase and putting them under the bed somewhere. Right. Um, cause they will come back to haunt you. <laughs> but, um, so, so feeling the feelings, absolutely. But you know, I, I like to give myself a, a a time limit, right. Of how long I kind of get down on myself, you know, like if I need a day or an afternoon or a few hours or whatever it is. Um, but I know that I have this life waiting for me, right. So I can't completely crumble, right. I need to be able to come back and get back in action quickly, but feeling the feelings is a great step. Um, self-compassion, right. Like you can have self-compassion for yourself and, and what you're going through, but not play the victim, right? Not find reasons to blame other people or other things, um, but really try and find some compassion for yourself and then acceptance, right? Like the truth of the matter is like, we just have limited control in this, (laughs) in this world we're in, right? Like we only control our own behavior, but so often we think that we're able to control people or control situational outcomes. Uh, And, you know, I think that we oftentimes set ourselves up for a lot of these disappointments because we, we don't manage our expectations and we are so attached to a specific thing that we want to happen in a certain way. Um, And we focus all of our energy on that. And then, you know, when it doesn't transpire, we are kind of crushed, right? We're derailed from everything else that might be going on in our world. Absolutely. I've been, um, and we can just go into this as much as you're comfortable, but I've been reading a lot on, you know, how we actually cultivate change in ourselves lately. And, you know, so much of it is about the mind. Like I've, the last year I've been working on a PhD and, um, that's based in quantum physics and integrative health, but, you know, quantum physics is this thing that, you know, like explains the unexplainable, right. And, and really gets outside of ourselves, but into this Mm. realm of like where possibility comes from, where, you know real change can come from. And lately I've been reading a book by Dr. Joe Dispenzo and he's, he's very much in that realm, but you know, it's about a mind shift ultimately. And we have to be willing to like, let go of our attachment to something having to look a certain way in order to actually have it become to fruition. A lot of times, like you have to be willing to, you know, you can have the idea of what you want it to look like, but it might look differently to get there. Hopefully that makes sense. No, it really, really does. And you know, I love, I could totally geek out on the quantum physics and, and all of that. Like I too have, you know, uh, gone down the rabbit hole of, yeah, how we change our mind, right? You know, like most people aren't aware that, um, you know, we can change the structure of our brain, right? Like their neuroplasticity yeah. is real. And so <laughs> it's not made up. Like you can, but by the thoughts that you think you carve new pathways in your brain, you know, it changes the actual shape, the structure. Um, and, you know, I think that just knowing that was huge for me, right? Because then I could accept the things that I didn't have control over your mindset. You can totally control, right? You know, that's something we're we're in there every day, all day thinking our thoughts. We can change 
our perspective. We can change the thoughts that we think. We can choose to see things in a different way. And that, um, and with the whole quantum physics and energy, you know, energy itself um, is something that I've paid a lot of attention to, right? When you're in certain mm -hmm. situations and you feel like, oh, like this is going to swallow me whole. Um, and, you know, I kind of subscribe to three things. <clears throat> which are like faith, energy, and inspired action, right? When you're in those tough situations, you know, knowing that we only have a certain amount of control and like having some faith in whatever higher power you may believe in, right? Takes mm -hmm. that burden off of you, right? Like you are not meant to bear that burden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then on the energy side, you know, just what are, what's the feeling that you get from whatever it is that's happening, right? Do you need to process those emotions and let that energy kind of dissipate through you. Right. And what's the inspired action that you can then take, right? Do you need to have a rest day? Do you need to go for a run and burn out some of that anxious energy? Right. Um, do you need to finally pull the trigger on that, you know, e-learning course that you've been thinking about and has been nagging at your subconscious? Um, what's going to make you feel better? Uh, and really learning how to meet our own needs is kind of a cool thing. Yeah, no, that's huge. And it's so, you know, I meet so many women who were stuck or like a, a lot of the women I end up working with are either entrepreneurs already or, you know, have the idea for the business, but they're stuck in the professorship or, you know, the corporate job or whatever, and they just can't get out of it. And so I love that idea of, you know, taking inspired action, like process it but yeah. then do something like we have to be willing to actually take the steps forward to do something with that. Yeah, definitely. And it takes humility, right? I mean, and I think that that's a tough pill to swallow sometimes, right? Is to admit that like, we don't know everything. I think growing up, at least I was, I was fed the notion that when you get to adulthood, you'll figure it all, like you'll have it all figured out. Like the answers will just be there. Life will be easy. Right. And that's so not true. Right. You know, and, and also maybe looking up at to our parents or the generation before us, like my, my stepdad worked at GE for 30 years. Right. So he had one job, he had one career. Now you see people having anywhere between three and five, sometimes even more career shifts in their, in their lifetime. Right. So we're at a completely different point. We're on a, a totally different place. Um, and we're using all of these outdated thought processes to kind of make sense of where we're at, which, you know, of course there's going to be conflict there. Yeah, absolutely. I actually hadn't really thought about that in terms of, you know, the career shift. Mm -hmm. And I, I've gone through that myself in the last like three or four years. I originally been a chiropractor. I, I still practice really part-time, but mm -hmm. my body fell apart. You know, I had six tears in my wrist after six years of practice and had that <sighs> surgery two years ago. And so it, it became a, necess a necessary career shift where, you know, I do coaching now and, and functional medicine, but, um, you know, I haven't really thought, I think we very much saw as a society, society are like, well, you have the one thing, like the thing you went to school for, you know, is what you're going to do for the rest of your life, but we change. Yeah. And so I, I love that idea, you know, we shift and change and well, and also we don't have to do it alone. You know, like you, you yeah. coach your clients. Like I, I discovered the beauty of coaching myself. You know, I'm also a huge advocate for therapy. <laughs> that's that's yeah, where my journey started. Let's be honest. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I found myself in a therapist's office and she was like, why are we here? And I was like, well, you know, frankly, I'm messing up and my life sucks. So <laughs> let's, let's dive in. Right. <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, and of course coaching and, and therapy are different, but there's beautiful yeah. gifts to each. And, and I think just, yeah, knowing your resources, knowing that you don't have to do it alone, um, being willing to try something different and, and use whatever tools may help you get to a better place, right. Or find some new grounding, um, you know, also just accepting constant change, right. Like that, that is something that I've keep reminding myself of every month, every year, every, you know, that nothing really ever stays the same. So enjoy just these beautiful shifts, right? Yeah. And really embrace them. Like, you know, we can be so resistant to change. It can be so scary and like, I don't like this, but there's so much beauty on the other side you know that's especially with the my entrepreneurial self like I just anyone I hired I was like look things change here literally overnight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know there's a reason why our revenue doubles every year or more and like you just have to hold on to your seat and fly with it um and you know and I've approached life like that and to an extent we can like even that out some but right but, you know, we have to be willing to just go along for the ride and enjoy every minute of it because there's things to be learned. Yeah. When we're trying to control everything, when we're trying to resist things, like you said, you were pushed into a different career, right? Like physically yeah. you could not do your job any longer. So, yeah. I mean, that's some, that must've been so difficult to deal with, but it was such a, you know, divine push. Like this is not your, yeah. you need to go this way now. Right. Um, and that can be really hard to accept. Right. But it can, you know, and I, like, I'm not, I don't think either one of us are saying any of this is easy, right? No. Oh, definitely. No. It's Like I had to like, let go of an entire side of my identity that I think I didn't complete really until this last year. Like, and you know, it's been several years that I've been making this shift, but not willing to jump a hundred percent in. And when we finally are willing to like, just jump off the cliff, stop like hanging onto the edge or climbing your way back up. But, you know, there's a lot of freedom and just, I think, acceleration that happens on the other side of making that big leap. Absolutely. And that's really where you do see a whole new life come in, into form. Right. I mean, and, and that transition doesn't happen overnight, certainly. Right. And, you know, you have to, like you said, say goodbye to the old, right? The, let the old fall away. You know, that's kind of how I imagine it or visualize it is just like the old life is falling away, the old job, like whatever it is, the relationship. Um, and then something new is you're making space for something new. Yeah. You know, like you're clearing it out. And then, but there is that period where you're kind of in this void and it's really uncomfortable, right? Where like the old is gone, the new hasn't fully formed yet. And you're freaking out, like, what am I doing? <laughs> but, you know, and that's where patience comes into play, right? So it's just right. always we being tested. Right. Yeah, no, we really are. Um, so for those that, like, maybe they're in that void right now and listening to this, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, you know, what guidance do you have around either transitioning your mindset? Because I think that that's huge, like changing your self-talk and just you know, a lot of the things I've been reading is like, we have to be able to look at who we're being and mm-hmm. embrace a new being and like step into who we need to be, to be the thing that, you know, to get wherever we're trying to get, whether it's lose the weight or, you know, mm-hmm. change the career, start the business, whatever it is. So what, what tips or tricks do you have for just starting on that process? Yeah. 
This is such a great question. So first and foremost, critical awareness is something that I really work on with my clients. And what I mean by that is really just looking around and reality checking the messages that you're getting from your surroundings, from your environment, from maybe your culture, maybe your family, right? Like staying present, staying grounded, and really kind of you know, pulling apart, like, what does this mean for me? Right. Um, being aware of your surroundings, what things are shifting in which direction, right. And having some radical honesty with yourself, right. Like oftentimes when we are trying to lose the weight or we're trying to get into a new job, like, or, or, or whatever it is, we tell ourselves, like, again, we go into that victim mentality where it's, well, I've done everything and nothing has worked. Right. But is that really true? Right. (laughs) Again, I, (laughs) you know, like that's where we have to be honest with ourselves, right? Like when, um, especially when it comes to, I mean, and I've struggled with my weight, you know, and and weight loss, right. Where I'm like, man, I'm really doing everything. I'm cutting carbs. And I'm like, well, am I, you know, I did, you know, I am kind of cheating here, cheating there. I'm not following the rules here. Right. Um, so yeah, critical awareness, radical self-honesty, right? And then also what are your tools? Like what are the resources that you currently have available to you? Um, oftentimes I think we, we don't see all of the resources that are actually right in front of us. Um, and we also, like we said earlier, we expect this to come easy. We expect it to not be hard. We expect that it's going to be comfortable and, and then it'll happen quickly. Like, like that. Yeah. We have all of these yeah. really, um, like those expectations are just not, they're not in line with, with what is actually true for these scenarios, right? It's going to be yeah. hard. It's going to take work. It's going to take you pushing yourself. It's going to be certainly uncomfortable. It may be very stressful. It may be overwhelming at times, right? But on that journey, right, you're going to see a lot of wonderful changes in yourself. You're going to um, tap into new layers of, of who you are. So, yeah, I think that's where I would tell people to start. And also just to have compassion for yourself, right? And talk to yourself mm-hmm. kindly. That inner voice, you spend all day with it, right? So it can be your best friend or it can be your worst enemy. And, and we really make that choice. Absolutely. My child is interrupting. <laughs> I should edit a little bit of that out. Um, no, I agree wholeheartedly with all of that. And, you know, just to add, like when I've seen women really embrace this and like take the time to journal, to deal with themselves and get through the muck. And, you know, with a lot of the women I work with, there's maybe unresolved stuff from the past, like trauma they went through that they just have never thought to deal with and and in our process we're cleaning out the body and stuff and suddenly it's like oh it's time to do this you know so when stuff comes up like don't shy away from going to work on it because ultimately you know all of this stuff is going to lead you to better health to energy to having the life that you want and love to you know these are the keys that get you there it's not the magical diet or supplement or you know yeah order of things it's messy but I think it's uh Dean Grazioso always says you know we have to or it might have been Trent Shelton another guy I follow but you know they they talk about we have to fall in love with the present moment yes is what ultimately gets us to where we want to go and you have to love the journey because that's your story for sure yes I love that and that's something that I've I've 
said to myself, and I think my therapist has said to me too, that like, we're, because we're so, we want to rush everything, right? We're so eager. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, you know, what about just like embracing where you are right now on this journey, right? Um, so I had a divorce in 2020. My divorce was final on March 13th. So like two days before we went into lockdown and quarantine. <laughs> Um, and that had been a long time coming, you know, that was part of a a big transitional phase in my life. Um, and so many times I wanted to rush through that, right. Um, but honestly, like even that tough situation, right. Wasn't as tough as it, as it could have been because, I, I chose to see things differently. I chose to see the good in my, my ex-partner, right? I chose to really put my ego aside and focus on the co-parenting aspect of it, right? Like, so, you know, we can choose to do things differently, see from a different perspective um, and, and just be, be open to be shown the way, right? Like if we're just open enough, like we will, we will find the right solution. It will present itself to us. It will. And we have to be willing to wait for it too. Absolutely. You know, I, I went through divorce in 2016 and 17 and okay. it, you know, it's, and I know many people, it's unfortunately, you know, half our population is going through divorce. So I think that's a valid conversation, but you know, you <laughs> go through it powerfully and in a way that you come out better on the other side and, you know, op- open, like I'm remarried now very happily. We have been incredibly credible relationship after we both came out of really toxic marriages. That's awesome. And, you know, and so it's like I I get to experience that now, but I had to go through some really hard stuff to get there. And same, you know, same for you. Yeah, the reckoning for that is huge, right? Because and the resistance, yeah. right? Like you have this reckoning that like wow, this is actually something that I th- I think I need to do, right? And in my case I was like, oh yeah, like I had a super aha moment where I was like, I know that this, I, I have to do this as much as I had been resisting it. Right. Because nobody wants to get a divorce. Right. No, <laughs> I mean, um, no, no, that wasn't part of the plan. That was absolutely not part of the plan, <laughs> but you know, friendly reminder, we're not in control of the plan. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you have this reckoning and then you resist it. Right. And then you have mm-hmm. the reckoning again. Right. And there's all types of emotions wrapped up in that. Um, but when you reach that acceptance, when you can forgive the past, when you can forgive yourself, right? You, you can undo some of those stories of, you know, guilt and shame that, you know, we've wrapped around ourselves. <clears throat> I feel more myself now than I have in a long time, right? Yeah. Um, choosing to leave that relationship was actually the key to a brighter future for me. Yeah. Um, it really was. And it sounds like it was in your case too. Yeah, absolutely. My, um, so my ex struggled with alcoholism. And so mm-hmm. it's it pretty dark and you can yeah. really be as healthy as the least healthy person in your relationship. So for sure, the, an experience, we will say, <laughs> um, I and I, I've talked quite a bit about it on the show actually, but you know, I think I had a thought and it'll, it'll come back to me just based on what you just said, but yeah, it's, you know, a lot of times the hard stuff that we go through is necessary to get to who we really are 
and you know and find like rediscover ourselves i feel like so many people women i talk to in particular because this is all you know geared at women we've lost sight of ourselves because we've been taking care of everybody else they're you know engrossed in the career and just like not focused here at all we don't look inside at ourselves and one day you wake up and you're like i'm overweight my hormones are a mess i feel mm-hmm. like ooh, i don't have any energy i'm like preach <laughs> you know, not even 40 yet. It's like, what happened? Nobody told me about this. Nobody told me this was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, but it's, it's a journey. And I think it was that the idea of forgiveness and acceptance, like so much in so many of the health issues that I see with women, it actually comes back to that mm. emotional stuff where we haven't really dealt with actually letting things go. And, it, you know, forgiveness isn't about the other person. Like I struggled with this with my ex-husband because I'm like, you did all this stuff and I'm mad about it. Right. And I feel like, right. yeah. and, um, and I really had to work through a process of like coming to acceptance and, and, you know, accepting him as, you know, as he is, I, I cho- chose him as the father of my child. Like I, you know, I've, and I choose to honor him in that relationship and, and really just, you know, focus on, on good there, even though we weren't good, but, you know, getting yeah. to that point, when you hang on to that stuff, you end up with cancer or, you know, huge oh, health sure. issues. So I absolutely believe that emotions are trapped inside the body. And in fact, like throughout some of these tough transitions, you know, I've had ailments, right? Like I'm a, I I consider myself a really healthy person. I don't get sick a lot, like all that stuff. But, um, you know, I've, you know, during some of those big leaps, I like twisted my back out or hurt my hip. Right. And, you know, I've heard other people say they're like, oh, well that is literally your foundation. Right. You know, I don't know a lot about the chakras, but it's like an indication that something is really wrong in your stability and your, you know, you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, like all this stuff. And it's manifesting in your body. I absolutely think that's true. You know, stress for sure, you know, causes those internal ailments and can lead to, you know, some really scary things. So it's important to manage up front. Yeah. And doing, you know, what we're talking about here is, like the key for me, it was, I developed thyroid issues and I'd spent my marriage not speaking and not, you know, mm. sharing my emotion. And that's all tied to that is we're getting into chakras, you know, that, and that's a chakra is just like a place where your body has energy right? So that's all tied to my throat. And once I, you know, was able to just communicate with myself again and like actually voice my opinions and, you know, all that started to heal itself. And- yeah, absolutely. Isn't that interesting? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, that just blows my mind, but it, it's not a coincidence. I, I don't believe it to be. No, not at all. Not at all. So where do we, this is a great conversation. <laughs> it really is. I know. Here. All right. So just to, let's recap and we'll see where else we need to go. You know, we've got building resilience as a tool and, you know, your courage to do things differently. And in this time that we're living in, we don't have control over a lot. I think I always say control is a figment of the imagination anyways, but you know, you like to pretend (laughs) (laughs) really nothing's in our control. If you can wrap your head around that, you're in good shape, but you know, we're cultivating this We're we're improving our self-talk. We're accepting where we're at and going through the emotions, allowing, you know, grieving and healing. A lot of what you've been talking about are the stages of grief, you know, Mm -hmm. anger and acceptance and, um, you know, we get depressed and disinterested and, you know, eventually we get to, we're good. Life is, life is good again. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do, I think that, you know, and, and you brought up a good point and I never thought about it before, but I think that there are quite a, a lot of similarities between 
grief, right? The process of grief and also resilience. And there's a lot of grief in resilience, right? There's a lot of coping with grief in resilience. Um, So that's an interesting thought. I mean, and those are things that we just can't avoid in life, right? But I think it's helpful to know that we don't have to do it alone, that resilience is indeed a muscle that we can exercise, that we can build, that we can, you know, stockpile for when we really need it. Right. And then we can dip in and and have that as a, as a resource, have that as a tool, um, and set ourselves up for success. You know, we may not be able to kind of guarantee everything that's going to happen. And, you know, I think that's just part of the beautiful adventure of life is that we don't know what's going to happen. Right. Um, But yeah, having, having that, the, the resilient mindset, that's definitely a a tool for success in my book. I love it. Mm -hmm. it. So where can people connect with you if they're like, I need more Kimberly? Yeah, sure. Uh, So I do a lot on Instagram. My handle is at Kimberly.Brooke, B-R-O-O-K-E dot Smith. And, um, also, you know, head over to my website, it's encompasscoachingservices.com. So E N C O M P A S S coachingservices.com. Um, and you know, if you're trying to find just some, some modern tools for everyday resilience, I've got a really great freebie that people can grab. It's my uh, free ebook called the gift of calm. And those are my favorite tools, uh, to really help bring me down in the moment to help me just, you know, cultivate calm and regulate my nervous system and and all that good stuff. So I definitely recommend you grab it there. Awesome. And I'll put links to all of that in the show notes. Um, Perfect. Well, thank you. I love this conversation and hopefully all of the the listeners did too. Me too. Yes. No, this has been a lot of fun. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to Rejuvenated Women, impeccable health for high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Each month, I'll select one lucky reviewer to receive a special impeccable health sample kit from me. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in my private Facebook group for high-performing women who are ready to transform their health and lives called the Tribe of Rejuvenated Women. There you'll have access to free trainings, a community of like-minded women from around the world, and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become vibrant, energetic, and on fire. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.